I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman, and today we're going to do something quite extraordinary because it invites you to be the solution and helping those who are hungry in the state of Utah. Joining us today, the president and CEO of the Utah Food Bank, Jeanette Bott. Jeanette, thank you so much for being our guest today. Oh, it's a pleasure always to spend time with you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Ashley Johnston is also the Director of Customer Relations for Associated Food Stores. Ashley, thank you for being our guest as well. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. All right. I feel like I gave the drum roll. There's something really big that's going on. We've been talking about it on the radio already, and it's the Feed Utah Food Drive. So before we go to you, Ashley, because Associated Food plays such a big role in this, Jeanette, can you tell me about where, where we're at as a state when it comes to the need of taking care of those who are hungry in Utah? Well, I think it's safe to say that this year has been like one we've never seen before. You know, the pandemic just had a ripple effect in so many ways on Utah families. And as the economic change came across our state, so many of the families who were, you know, perhaps involved in, you know, the service industry, those organizations who had to close down immediately because of COVID, those jobs were gone overnight. You know, two or three weeks out, the budget was kind of gone and and food became, you know, a huge issue. And, you know, now those families are challenged with rent and with utilities and all the things that have piled up that are part of of what needs to be done to keep a family whole. So this is a really important opportunity for folks in the state of Utah to be able to help. And Associated Foods is leading the way on that. Ashley, talk to us a little bit about why uh, Associated Foods became uh, the lead partner in making this food drive. And I should let people know the big day is March 20th. I'm already, I got a box out in my kitchen already where I'm putting things in for the pantry. But March 20th is the day where that food will go out on the porches and we'll have volunteers pick that up. We'll talk more about that, but put that data in March 20th. But Ashley, why was it so important for Associated Foods to to lead out on this? So we, you know, at, here at Associated Foods, we are um, your local grocer. We're your local grocery store, and we um, feel a really big responsibility to, you know, help our communities. We live in our communities. We love our communities. Um, we're here local to the state of Utah, and we just, you know, we've always been involved in helping support food insecurity throughout the state. And, you know, as we came into about a year ago with 2020 and the COVID-19 pandemic and everything that that brought, we really refocused our, any charity effort that we did. And we wanted to really emphasize fighting food insecurity and, and step up and just help in any way that we can. So that's really how we came to this, this, this spot here with the Feed Utah Drive and just wanted to do our part and help support. Well, and it's fascinating because as people have talked about the heroes in the pandemic, I've seen so many people say, you know, who have been on the front line, it has been those grocers. 
Uh, they have been there working long days and long nights to try to create a safe environment for people to come get their groceries, as well as work. You know, they're they're not at home working. They're there in the warehouse. They're in the grocery store. And you've paid played such an important role. And as part of that role, I envision my, what my experience is like, Ashley, where I'm in line and I know that the person in front of me is opening that wallet and is nervous about how much he or she might have to pay for their bill. And that's because it's been such a difficult year financially for so many families. So, Ashley, thank you so much for your leadership in the first annual Feed Utah Food Drive. You've got other partners, of course, the Utah Food Bank. Uh, Jeanette, let's talk about the Feed Utah Food Drive. So how, how will this look? You know, interestingly enough, the process was put in place over a year ago by some, you know, incredibly ambitious people in our community to do this last March. But because of the virus, it had to be canceled. So a lot of the things that we're putting in place, the planning had taken had taken place months and months ago. So the implementation this year really will be a first go at this, even though it's been, you know, we've been planning for a couple of years. For us to be able to reach the 511,000 people who are challenged with food insecurity, it has to be a collaborative effort. And that means, you know, Utah Food Bank can't do it all. Even though we serve 204 pantries in all 29 counties, there has to be others that come together to help. And this particular time of the year is crucial because all the giving that we all did during the holidays, now by March, is starting to deplete. Inventories are becoming thin for pantries across the state. And this is the time of the year to step up. So we felt the easiest way to do that is to reach out across the state to multiple partners, multiple religious groups, multiple groups who who have an impact on a small rural community as much as here in the city. So, you know, this has come together to feed Utah, and the name absolutely reflects that because, you know, in addition to Associated Foods and Utah Food Bank, you know, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the NAACP, the Boys and Girls Club um, of Utah Alliance, the Utah National Guard. I mean, there's so many groups that are having to do their part logistically to pull this off and to make it happen. The next important part are all the folks in our communities across the state who are either distributing hang tags or collecting food from your porch Saturday morning after 9 a.m., or you, the individual, who's putting that product out there. This has to be a collaborative effort to make this work. When I've been talking about it on air, Jeanette, I've been talking about that, the opportunity that no matter what has previously defined ourselves, whether it's your religious denomination or, or the, the nonprofit where you give your time, what, what club you live, what neighborhood is, this is all those come down, all those uh, d- dividers, and, and we come together and step forward as a state, uh, as we have in the past. Uh, you know, decade after decade, and and that this is an opportunity to, to all be involved in feeding Utah. And I should share that there's information about this food drive that you can get details on and participate in as well when you go to utahfoodbank.org and look for Feed Utah slash Feed Utah. You'll find it there. Ashley, as Jeanette indicated, the idea of this started more than a year ago. So Associated Foods has already run some community projects uh, to and, and raise money, and uh, you've already been working on fighting food insecurity. Is that right? Yes. Um, we, this past year, we ran um, several different food drives, um, icon drives where people can, you know, just donate money, and then we take that money and, and buy food and, you know, take it there to the food bank and to our local pantries. Um, something you know, that we've realized is food is a necessity, right? It's something that people have to have. It's not a, a nice to have or an extra. So 
any time that we've been able to help, you know, fight against the food insecurity and allow our customers and our guests that are shopping our store a way to donate, um, a simple way to donate. Um, it's convenient, right? We're all going grocery shopping. And so by having that avenue for our guests to help donate and support um, our local community has been something that we've really been passionate about. As the Feed Utah food drive is kind of rolling out, we have that that goal of March 20th to have the food on, on the porch or out on the door before 9 a.m. Saturday, March 20th. What about those who are right now, as you describe, Ashley, going to associated food stores, their grocery stores? How can we um, facilitate or help with the Feed Utah food drive within your stores? So right now, um, they were set up, you know, yesterday and today they'll be set up. There'll be barrels um, located just past the front end, so right past the point of sale. Um, we will have barrels set up where you can just, you know, buy a, a case or a couple cans, whatever, you know, fits your needs and just drop it right there in the barrels. Um, bring, you know, just like you, right? Empty your pantry, take some of those things out that you have that you can donate and, and drop it off at one of our locations. So those are set up now. And we'll be there, you know, through the 20th. Which is, it, it might even facilitate that, making it a little bit easier uh, for people to give. So look for those. And when we say associated food stores, Ashley, can you describe us the names we recognize that are part of that family? Yes, absolutely. So you've got Macy's, Fresh Market, Dan's Market, Dick's Market, Lynn's down in Southern Utah, and a lot of our local retailers um, are also participating. Well, that's wonderful. I, I appreciate so much. And for those who have just joined us, we have on the line Ashley Johnston. She is the Customer Relations Director for Associated Food Stores, and Jeanette Bott, who leads the Utah Food Bank. And together, they are giving us the opportunity to help take care of those who are hungry right now in Utah with the Feed Utah Food Drive. I mentioned that there's information at utahfoodbank.org when you look at the Feed Utah. But Jeanette, what are some some of the things that you are looking for when it comes to donations. I know it's non-perishable items, but I, I imagine families going to local pantries, which the Utah Food Bank, you provide food to those lo- local pantries, right? What are some of the items that you are hoping that we will donate to help take care of these families? You know, an easy rule of thumb is anything your family would enjoy, another family would like as well. But if you want to look for specific things, think of things that families can use that would would help to um, supplement their diet. So, you know, rice, um, beans, um, canned meats that are high in protein. You know, peanut butter is awesome for a source of protein. Box meals, things that kids can cook themselves, maybe a pop-top can of raviolis or, or mac and cheese. Things that when parents are gone and away from the house working, a child can prepare if they have to. You know, we always ask no glass containers and nothing that's been prepared or canned at home can be accepted. So, you know, it's really an easy thing to kind of just go through your pantry and share what your kids enjoy as well. You know, we always ask them to, in addition to food, if you don't choose to do that, you can make a monetary donation at utahfoodbank.org. Or you can go to the website Just Serve. Just Serve is a great um, opportunity for you to donate your time as a volunteer. Just Serve is also a partner of this event, and they're helping us to put volunteers in all the locations across the state. So if you have some time, you can give um, 
give time. If you have money, you can give your money. If you have food, you can do that. So food, time, or money will be the three things that we need to see this be a success on Saturday. You know, Jeanette, I've had uh, someone who moved in from out of state, new to Utah, and he turned to me and he said, wait a minute, people will leave food on their porch. Who comes and gets it? So can can you describe that? I, I said, oh, you might not have been a part of in history here where there was scouting for food drives. And of course, there were truckloads of scouts that come and pick up. I mean, this is this is something that we're you know pretty used to in Utah. So who's a part of that picking up the, the bags and the boxes of food on people's porches March 20th? So people are very used to, to the process that we did with the scouting for food. And even your letter carrier will come in May and, and do this again when they do their food drive. But for this particular situation, it's neighborhood congregations of local churches. We've asked some of the younger kids in, the, in those areas to come around and put a, a hang tag on your door as a reminder. And then the older kids, the teenagers, we're recruiting them on a Saturday morning. And I can just guarantee that every single one will want to get up and do this first thing on a Saturday. Um, you know how, how kids love to get up early. But those teenage <laughs> kids should come around to your porch. They're going to be the ones. And then they'll be bringing that food back to a specified location that's a delivery point. And then the food is picked up from those locations and taken then to either pantry in your community or to a warehouse for the Utah Food Bank in St. George or in Salt Lake. Or they can go to, to the stores that were listed uh, earlier in our conversation because the stores will be collecting food on that day as well. So there's lots of opportunities. There's lots of avenues for uh, people to participate, and we've made it really easy. Well, I'm thinking about that. I mean, my front porch is just right outside my front door. So, <laughs> And as Ashley mentioned, you know, you can do it right at the grocery store. And I was curious because Jeanette was saying, you know, a, a successful food drive. And I guess I should ask you this real quick, Jeanette. What how will you define the Feed Utah Food Drive as being a success? You know, there's a couple of ways to look at it. You always look of, of trying to put an, a financial number to things to, to, to gauge success. We always look at number of pounds collected throughout the state to, to gauge success. This will be a first year for this event, so we're interesting to set a, set a benchmark that we can use for future years. But the most important part for all of us, I think, has to be education and awareness. The fact that this is happening, the fact that it's being advertised, it's being talked about, we're bringing the issue of hunger to the forefront. And we're reminding people or educating people that may not know about hunger, there is a problem in Utah, and there will always be ways for you to help. Mm. And when you say there is a problem in Utah, the last number I saw was over a half million of our neighbors have food insecurity. Is that right? It's correct, 511,000, and, and and unfortunately, one in five of those are children. And you know, this school year has been so I don't I don't I don't even know what word to use to describe it. But you know, parents and children had so depended on a free breakfast or free lunch program at school that their kids were going to. A lot of those had a dinner program, so kids were eating two and sometimes three meals out of the home, but still being fed. And when schools were canceled and kids were sent back to home to do studies a different way. Those meals became a real challenge. Now, the school districts worked tirelessly to get bag meals or food, either through distribution locations or, or handouts of those uh, lunches at the schools. But if you didn't have a car or if your parent was, there's so many variables, meaning that kids couldn't always get those meals. So this has been a tough year for families and particularly our kids. 
we have to be sure they're healthy. We have to be sure they can learn. And to be able to do all of that, they have to be able to eat. So we do need help on this day. And, and I, my heart went out uh, to the families when I realized that, you know, every once in a while there was a snapshot of, of who's being affected the most during this pandemic. And you mentioned that, Jeanette Bott, uh, uh, she's the leader of the Utah Food Bank, that those who work in the service industry tended or, you know, to have jobs that didn't make it possible for them to work remotely at home. And so they were leaving and working extended hours or not having the work that they need and not having and kids are at home without the ability to drive to the schools that are providing the, you know, the lunches if they pull up. So it really up upended the typical family schedule for people on all economic, uh, you know, uh, stratuses, but it was extraordinarily difficult on those on the lower the income. Mm-hmm. A part of the challenge was that maybe 40% of the people we were serving were folks who had never, ever had to ask for help before. You know, going to find food for their family was new to them. They hadn't been put in this situation economically, so they weren't familiar with services. They didn't know where in their neighborhood to go. They didn't know what they were eligible for. So a lot of people hesitated to step up to ask for that help. So there was a real gap, and, and hopefully that's being filled. People are now more accustomed to knowing where to go to look for a location. They can get food. They're becoming more comfortable with the process. So hopefully as, as we, we come to the end of the crisis that the pandemic has caused, we'll see these families recognize that we were there for them. We were able to help them. And now when things turn for them, they can help someone else. Mm. I, I have in the past told individuals that I know, call 211 and ask them where your local food pantry is. But does the Utah Food Bank website, utahfoodbank.org, also have uh, identifiers of where neighborhood food pantries are? It does. And it's easy to go to the Utah Food Bank um, webpage and it just says if you there's a tab that says need help and when you click that it pulls down all the locations throughout the state it shows pantries it shows mobile distributions it gives you dates it gives you times if you don't have access to a computer for whatever reason you're correct in having them call 211 um, then just by simply utilizing a zip code the person answering their call can direct them specifically to their neighborhood to the services that are close to them so either of those options is a great way for people to learn about where to go. Mm. Thank you, Jeanette. Um, Ashley Johnston is also on the line with us. She's the Director of Customer Relations for Associated Food Stores, one of the leading partners of the Feed Utah Food Drive. And I should ask you, Ashley, what does a successful, what is, how will it look like to you, a successful food drive from the vantage point of Associated Food Stores and the grocery stores in our community? Well, you know, similar to what Jeanette said, you know, we measure in dollars donated, we measure in pounds, um, is it, you know, it's delivered to the Utah Food Bank. But for me, it's, you know, a successful food drive is something where if, if the majority of our guests, if not all, find some way to, to make a donation, right, as we see those barrels and totes fill up, um, that, that's exciting. And, you know, even the guests get excited. Oh, look, the barrel's almost full. Here's another can. And, you know, bringing it back around is awareness and seeing the signs in our stores and and visiting our website and, you know, that partnership with the food bank. It's just bringing the awareness, seeing those bins and totes fill up and just the excitement that it creates in the community. Because just like has been said, everyone wants to be involved. They want to find a way to help support. So that's what success looks like to me. 
uh, tell me too, I know we mentioned earlier, Ashley, that Associated Foods was has been involved in helping school children. Jeanette uh, brought up the fact that it was challenging for some school children to get the school lunches. And in many of those families, they had been relying on those as sources of food. Uh, so I, tell us a bit about what you've been involved in with uh, local school districts. You know, this past year, um, we have found, we have reached out to local and um, school districts and education foundations and just said, hey, how can we help? And so we've been able to partner with them and help um, them stock their their pantries that they have there at the schools, their principal pantries, and that allows the students to come in and kind of you know shop out of that pantry, right? Take some items home to have meals over the weekend, um, and just allow and support those those students, right? We know that our students that's the future of our community, and and we need them to to have full bellies so they can focus and and just feel great. So. Those are ways that we've done in the past. A lot of our um, stores will just partner individually also when we're not doing a major big corporate campaign. They'll, they'll reach out and, and partner locally and do, you know, donation of bags and, you know, donate this bag. And then, then it gets delivered and dropped off to um, those pantries and those, those school districts. So it's been it's been awesome. Well, and so congratulations and, and a thank you, by the way, uh, for the work you've done on that. I, I'm going to go basic with both of you because this is something you're very familiar with. And Jeanette, you indicated buy and give what you would want to feed your own family. But I always need it broken down just a little bit more simpler so that the next time I go to the grocery store, Jeanette, I have in my mind, all right, I want to think about protein sources and I want to think about fruit and I want to think about, you know, uh, the, the, you know, the energy <laughs> foods. So let's talk protein. What are some great um, things to buy and give that are a protein source that are non-perishable. All right, Jeanette, I'm going to you. So, you know, we always ask for tuna fish. We ask for canned chicken. We ask for beef stew. We ask for spam. We ask for things that families could plan a meal around. Um, Ironically, different types of food are like better in different parts of our state, so we try to be flexible. But anything that's a canned protein like that can really start the basis of meal planning. You know, the peanut butter I talked about before, not only is it high in protein, but it's something the child can make a sandwich themselves with if someone isn't home to help them. Box meals, macaroni and cheese, hamburger helper, rice aroni, things that can go with that canned meat that we talked about earlier to help with a meal. And then if you think about chili or canned fruit or um, vegetables, and you look at the labels, you know, select things that are low in sodium, low in sugar. We want to try to be supplemental, but we want to try to be as healthy and nutritious as possible. So think of things a little bit from a health perspective as, as much as a convenience perspective. And again, you know, um, you, you can buy you know a jar of, of, of marinara sauce and you can buy a bag of, of spaghetti and, and there's a meal right there. So we ask people to kind of think, what would you put together? Is it the pasta and the, and the sauce and then maybe green beans and, and applesauce? Something that would come together that a family could know right down there. Here's dinner. We can do all this together. And we've met one meal for the day. Mm, great ideas there. Ashley, any other ideas that you have on what we, when we're going up and down those aisles, that we could be grabbing that would be ideal to be putting into the barrels that are at the Associated Food Stores? You know, we have granola bars and packages of nuts and, you know, jerky, all of those quick grab and goes, just like Jeanette said, um, so I think that 
any of those items are great. You know, my my boys, you know, they love the the tuna fish in the snack packs, right? So it's not even in a can. It's the easy grab-and-go. Put it in your backpack um, for those that are on the go and trying to get to where they need to. Oatmeal, all of those are great options. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I appreciate that in my mind of thinking, what could a 7-year-old uh, put together for a small meal? What could a nine-year-old make? And, you know, in my, I know, Jeanette, that you have a personal history with hunger, experiencing that as a, as, a, as a young woman. And I know my mom had that very same experience throughout her entire childhood, that as an eight-year-old, she actually created and fed the family of five, day after day. And so it had to be simple. It had to be a food that gave them energy. You mentioned rice and or beans. They do need their proteins. And then, of course, as you mentioned, uh, the fruits and the vegetables and the grab and go. So all kinds of ideas in our minds right now. And uh, one great source of food, of course, will be your own food pantry. So bringing those things out, putting them in bags and putting them in boxes and leaving them out March 20th at 9 a.m. We have just another minute or two uh, together. And Jeanette, I wonder if you have any last minute thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners. I, I so appreciate that KSL and Associate Food Stores and so many other partners. You mentioned the Boys and Girls Club Alliance and the NAACP and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and Just Serve and so many other organizations are part of it. But Jeanette, uh, any final thoughts? You know, Utah Food Bank started doing what we do in 1904. So we've been at this a very long time. And one thing that we've known for for ever is that we can't do this alone. And as I look across the country and see my peers in the food bank industry and some of the challenges they've had this year, we are so blessed to be in Utah. We have a culture that understands sharing and giving. The compassion is so incredible here in Utah. So I think I would be remiss if I didn't say thank you in advance to people who are willing to help us on this special day, knowing that they can share what they have, that they can make it better and a a better life for even if it's just for a few days for a few meals, you've helped a family and you've taken the burden away from parents who wouldn't otherwise know what to prepare. So thank you to the listeners that are going to be part of this and that are going to make this day so incredible. Mm, Thank you. And Ashley, any final thoughts as we wrap this time up? Just to echo exactly what Jeanette said, um, we couldn't do this without you, without the customers, without our guests, without those who have that passion and heart to take care of their community. And so just thank you to everyone and, you know, come down and see us on Saturday the 20th and just, we appreciate our community and and Utah really is the best. We've got a great community here and and everyone wants to help each other. and, And that's what I love about our community and just having this opportunity to help serve. Thank you, Ashley. It is the Feed Utah Food Drive. Get ready right now. Begin donating as you can. And as Jeanette said, Bot, the lead of the Utah Food Bank, mentioned early on, there are three ways you can always feed those who are hungry through the Utah Food Bank. You can give your time. Be one of the volunteers that are helping to collect the foods and, and leading small food drives. You can also uh, donate financially. Uh, the power of the Utah Food Bank to buy things in wholesale and extend uh, uh, and, and buy what they need to extend your donation. And, of course, to give non-perishable food items, those three things. More information about the Feed Utah Food Drive is online if you go to utahfoodbank.org slash feed Utah. The big date is March 20. 
20th. By 9 a.m., have the food out on your porch or donate in the stores. Ashley Johnston of Associated Foods and Jeanette Bott of the Utah Food Bank. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. Thank you. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.